Glory be to God. Just have some few um, things to talk about. The first service yesterday was so good. Um, second service today, also very good. And now we have the third service for today. And it's already amazing, right? Yes. So, um, for the old, I'm sure during the week the handbills will be out. For the whole month, uh, all the days in June, we'll be having 30 days of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. That's for all the days in June, and it will be both an on-site meeting and also at the same time an online meeting. And it will be, um, I think, either 9 to 10 or 10 to 11. Um, by this week, you would see the handbill and know the exact date. Glory be to God. And so, and why are we thanking God and praising God? One, he deserves it. And two, he said to do amazing things. He's already done amazing things. And he's doing amazing things. And um, we're not... Um, we're not in doubt how the year is going to end. The year is going to end favorably, right? Um, Things will keep getting better. More miracles, more testimonies. Our understanding of God is going to be brighter and sharper. And it's just a great time. Amen. And so because we're sure of this, we're just going to do what Philippians encouraged us to do. It says that, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer, supplications, and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So thanksgiving is part. Thanksgiving is not, is not what we do when our prayers have been answered. Thanksgiving is what we do because we know our prayers are answered. And those who know our prayer, their prayers are answered have more answered prayers than those who are waiting for their prayers to be answered. Those who know that their prayers are answered have more answered prayers than those who wait for their prayers to be answered. So we're not waiting for our prayers to be answered. We know that our prayers are answered. Do you know that your prayers are answered? Yes, sir. I said, do you know your prayers are answered? Yes, and the Bible says that if we know that he hears us, then we are also definite that our petitions are what? They are granted. Hallelujah. So, such a great honor to see everybody. Such a great privilege. And it will always be a great honor and a great privilege. We'll be looking at um, on pleasure, um, uh, purpose, and plenty. I'm doing that for a while now. And for some reason, this week I've decided to, in the first service, I've decided to just add an auxiliary thought that will make the old thought robots. And I start, I was talking about feeding, how to feed, and the various channels of feeding. And um, I'll add another bit to it, this last service. Um, I just want to show you how um, things work. One of the ways spiritual things work. In the New Testament, this life that God has given us, if a thing is dead, all you have to do to it is that you put it 
mix it with, with what is alive. And that which was dead before will not be dead anymore. Now, this is the nature of the second Adam. The first Adam was a living soul. And um, he was alive primarily for himself. Amen. Amen. But the second Adam was a quickening spirit. And other versions tell us that he was a life-giving spirit. So he was not just alive for himself, but he was alive for everyone. And that is the context of the new birth. And that's the context of the new creation. That a new creation man is not only alive unto himself, he's alive for others. So if you put anything dead on the new man, the new man will not die. That thing comes to life. You get it? So right now, death, this nature is a nature that conquers death. Are you together with me? That if you put if you put anything, and that's why we invite people to church. Why do we invite people to church? Because when they come to church, what was dead in their life comes back to life. Are you with me? So they don't contaminate. Sinners don't contaminate our assembly. Are you with me? Sinners get regenerated in our assembly. Is this making sense to you? I said sinners don't contaminate our assembly. What do they do? They get regenerated in our assembly. So we're not afraid to, to, to bring them in. So sinners are not, a, are not a threat to our setting. We are a threat to darkness. Are you together with me? And this is very fantastic wisdom because you can literally apply this to every area of your life. That you can look at any part where you think you are weak or dead and just lie on another that is alive in that area. If the person is alive, then you will be alive. Are you together with me? And so, and so you don't have to have everything figured out. What you must figure out is somebody who has it figured out. And if it's a genuine figuring out, you can put your own on it and you will be figured out. Are you together with me? And this is beautiful. You need to understand this. And this is the wisdom of God that helps us to be interdependent and helps us to be a family. That you can, you can be weak today and be strong tomorrow. And the difference is that you went to meet somebody who is strong. And the person can communicate that strength to you. And so many times, pride keeps us dead. You see, because you are too proud to let another know that you are you're dead for now. Say dead for now. Dead for now. Why do I say dead for now? Because it's just a matter of getting close to somebody who is alive. And you find out that death is not permanent. And the reason there is death and darkness is because there is no, there is no influence of light and life. When light and life comes in, death and darkness disappears. And so there is no f- negative, there is nothing you're going through that is such a great phenomenon that you cannot step out of. Absolutely nothing. The Bible says, confess your fault one to another and you'll be what? You'll be healed. Which, te- which technology can bring healing because you confess your fault? It's not a normal technology. But it's the kingdom technology that if I open up to another, another can give me life. Are you together with me? Eh? It, says, it says, if a man, 
It says, if man seen a sin that is not unto that, we can, we can engage the man and we can give him life. Are you with me? Can you tell somebody, really, I'm not that amazing, but really I can give you life. Tell somebody, I can give you life. I can give you life. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. And, and, and listen to me, friends. Listen to me, friends. Listen to me, friends. If nobody can testify that you give them life, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You should give life. You should give life. You should give life. And the challenge we have sometimes is that we don't really appreciate the life we carry. Because because you carry it is natural. And you have an assumption everybody carries it. There are things working in your life that you think is working with everybody. It's not working with everybody. In fact, it's so normal to you that you can't, you are not even attributing it to God. Some of you have a clear head and you just think everybody has a clear head. Not everybody has a clear head. Not everybody has a clear head. There are a whole lot of things working for you that you just think is normal. Because God has just so much worked it in you. How many of us have really, except, a, except during a very solemn preaching, but how many of us have really thank God for breathing? How many of us have really say, Father, I thank you because I'm breathing today? We really do it because, is it not to breathe? Is it not to breathe no more, no more? Praise God. Sometimes people say, I just want to die, I just want to die. And the reason why you can say that stresslessly is because you are breathing. <laughs> because if, if your breath is being taken away from you, you won't ask for death. Sometimes the confidence you are using to ask for death is because you are alive. And that's why you know the difference between death and life. But you see, by the time your breath is being taken away from you and you can't breathe, you will forget your problem and say, if I can just catch my breath. Are we together, friends? I'll tell you the truth. There's a whole lot of good happening with you. And sometimes you focus on what's not yet working, whereas a whole lot is working. But that's not even the drift today. The drift this morning is that we are life givers. We are life givers. You can give life. We are life givers. And what is killing somebody is not what is killing another person. You hear some people's problem and you're angry. You wish you can have that problem. Because if you had that problem, you think it won't be a problem to you. Are we together? You know, was it last week I was yabbing um, Jerry? Do you know? The, all the yabs I was giving Jerry last week, you know? You know, they are not problems. They are actually my own problem, not his own problem. Yeah, I was yabbing him because he's very loving and very... You know, that's, my own, that's how normal human beings are meant to be. <laughs> 
is actually the normal person. I'm the abnormal one that I had to walk, I have to mature to be able to say I love you, to be able, he has had it from, that's how his parents have, that's, that's healthy. But some of you are so tough that that when people eventually find out that you love them, they are shocked. And I wonder why they talk. So you don't know say I love you. Ah. All those as well, they say shade the crazy. You don't know say you don't know say I love you. How many people you see me why they tell say they decrease? I'm telling you, you are so damaged that that you you operate negative you understand last week i don't slap your head last week you know as i slap your head if not because i love you if i if i love you i go beat you like that you understand because you never had it and then when you see somebody who's not working and just being naturally a lovely person you say person is soft no the person is human you are bumped I tell you. <laughs> you get my point. That sometimes when something is difficult, you know, so easy for you, you don't know it's because you have life. It's not easy for everybody. You understand? Some women, some marriages are being destroyed because the man cannot express love. And the man can swear that he loves his wife. I swear I love this guy. And the lady's crying, he doesn't love me. He doesn't love me. Why? Because, because the man is an handicap in that regard. He's, he's challenged. He really doesn't know how to express love. And maybe he just needs to meet Jerry. And Jerry will just breathe on him. I saw the way I, I, I saw the way he was healing and did his wife. It was my wife was like that. I would have I'll bring stones from Mikiti. I'll go and say, say because you've worked for it. That's one the guy say, oh God. If I, I will send him the text that you send her. This is the text. I want to thank you, Loli, for being a great wife to my to your husband to your husband from Jerry and you put your son in with Jerry what's that (laughs) praise God so really you have life I tell you the truth you have life you have life I tell you the truth you have life and you must be willing to communicate it. And don't think because it's, it's normal for you. It's not a big deal. And be careful what you criticize and what you, what you are irritated at. Because sometimes your area of life is an area of another person's death. And what you think is very normal is because you have life. Yeah. It's actually not normal for that. It's actually not easy. That. Just, well, why, cool, why can't he have sense? Why can't he have sense? Listen, most of us have our foolish spots. Yeah. And that's the reason why we need family. Yeah. 
not only to cover our foolish spots, but to heal it. Are you with me? I'm telling you the truth. People are going to have simple things that look simple to you, but they are really trying hard to get right. And you are wondering, what's happened? Doesn't this guy have sense? Really? There's an area also the guy is wondering if you also have sense. And so it takes a lot of humility for you to receive from others. You have to be humble enough to... I tell you, in the new creation, you can just lean on another and you'll have life. I tell you, you can lean on another and you'll what? You'll have life. You can lean on another and you'll what? You'll have life. We are meant to give ourselves life. John says, the reason I write to you guys is so that you can have fellowship with us. That my writings can invite you in. You know, you know, the reason for the Bible is so that we can have fellowship with the writers. So that what they write can be our experience. They have it. We never had it. You can just study their writings and see what Paul saw. See what John saw. And step where John and Paul have stepped in. Where you were weak before, you can be strong because you saw Paul's letter. But now, we have more than letters. We now have you in flesh. Are you with me? So, you can step into all that I have stepped into. I have stepped in many of the resources that my own leaders have stepped into. By following them, I'm able to have life in the areas where I didn't have life. So, you are a giver of life. Can you tell somebody you are a giver of life? Giver of life. I give of life. So it means that if we have if we have ten marriages working, those ten marriages can give other marriages life. That so nothing has to die with you that is alive in somebody close to you. Nothing. 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 Make that decision. Nothing. Whatever is working for your brother can work for you. But, but the key is humility. Whatever, everything, whatever is working for your brother can work for you. So maybe that's why God installs life and strength in our community and just say if I can do it for this person then you can go get it are you with me if there's anything you're battling with your weak at you can just find somebody who has, who has conquered and the person will just teach you how and when they teach you don't argue you see there is nothing as distasteful as an argumentative fool it's very distasteful when you are a fool and you are arguing It's very frustrating. When you don't know something and somebody wants to take you through and you are still arguing. Life. Hallelujah. Do we have life givers in the house? Yes, life givers. So it means that it means that, for example, there is nobody here who has come through who is in a period where you're coming from a from a house where poverty is Poverty is like, is like normal to you guys. It means that if you're in a church like this, 
your prosperity is sure. Because you've had, there are a lot of people who are coming from that place and who are now prosperous. So you can just lean on them and you will come back to life. And when you go back home, they will, be, they will know something has happened to you. Like this guy doesn't think like us anymore. You must lead a type of life that reflects the, your community. People should ask you, where are you coming from? Because of what you, what you display. You are a giver of life. I really want that to sink in. That you are a giver of life. A give life. There should be something somebody can proudly and boldly say that because I'm connected to this guy, he's sure for me. There should be something. What do you provide that is sure for the church because you are there? Are you together with me? What is sure for GCC because you are here? Eh? Pastor Dara, what is sure for us because you are here? <laughs> okay, um, we have structure, and then money is sure too. She's here. Thank God she said we have structure because if it was me, we might not have structure. So I can just lean on her. And I have been doing that. What's sure for your friends because they are your friends? Have you thought of it that way? Like, what's oh, sure for your friend? And when we come to you, it's sure for us. All of us can just smile. Sure for us. When, when John Paul Jackson was alive many years ago, when the Rick and the rest had issues and they didn't know how to solve it, in the major board meeting, they all tell John Paul Jackson to go and sleep. And all of them wait for John Paul Jackson to sleep because God will give John Paul Jackson a dream and an interpretation. So they'll be waiting for John Paul Jackson to wake up. But with John Paul Jackson, we have a dream. <laughs> and we have the interpretation. And the guy will go sleep and have the dream about the issue, have an interpretation, and he'll wake up and tell them the solution. <laughs> and you see why you can't joke with your contribution. You can't joke with your contribution. And can you see the reason why you can't take your contribution with levity? You can't despise your contribution. Because if you despise your contribution, we will all suffer for it. That's why Paul calls you a fool if you compare yourself to other people. That is to say, the basis of that statement is, if you keep looking at what you don't have and then you look at somebody else has it, then you feel bad. What if you change the game and start looking at what you have? Are you with me? You have something. Jesus told us that we have something. He said, he that has what he has, more shall be given to him. He said, he that doesn't have, that which he has shall be taken from him. That is, you have you are lying to us. And since you have said you don't have, 
Come and collect what you say, what you have. Are, you together? are my friends here? Now, let me go to the second thing I want to talk about is that, which I, I kind of started when I said that the context of the New Testament is that you can just put what was dead into what is alive. And that which was dead will not be dead anymore. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. And this is why we have to build a strong community. So that from all around the world and all around the nation, dead men, dead boys and dead girls can be sent to this city. And because we are in this city, they will have life. How many of you know that's the dream? That dead men and dead women dead boys and dead girls from Kafacha, from Kaduna and they can say, this guy is dead this guy doesn't have any sense and they say, we have tried, doesn't have say, ah, and then they take, they get they sponsor the guy, give him money tell him, carry your bag after this Ojojo trip if things don't work out, we don't know what else can work and they just come and then they ask from anywhere and say, we are going to Glory Center, come to I said, where they raise the dead? They say, yes. He said, all right. And then the guy comes here and immediately steps into the door. He just begins to notice movements inside him. Movements that he never noticed ever in his life. And for the first time, his cells come back to life because he has jammed life. I wish I could hear some shout in this place. He has jammed life. Not perfection, life. Are we together? Yes, so, you have to be around people and communities that have life. If you don't stay around people who have life, you would never have life. There is a basic principle of growth that God himself introduced in creation, in connection to the earth. When you check Genesis chapter 1, starting from verse 11, there is a law of creation. The way the earth behaves. It says that God said, let the earth bring forth. Are you with me? So the earth has a blessing on it. And what's the blessing? To bring forth. The herb that yields what? Seed. And the fruit tree that yields what? Fruits. And it will only yield fruit according to what? Its kind. So a mango tree will never change its mind to produce oranges. A mango tree will always produce what? A mango. There is consistency. And so there is that principle of production or productivity in the order of kind. There is a law of productivity in the order of what? Of kind. So he who doesn't have life 
cannot give life. Are we together, friend? Not possible. No fluke. It says, a good tree will not give bad fruit. A bad tree will not give good fruit. So, so if you plant yourself in a place that is not, that doesn't have life, you can never turn out with life. So you have to learn to plant yourself where life is because life produces after kind. There is production after what? After kind. Are you together with me? So when I look at myself and I look at what I'm going to, what I want to do is I want to connect myself to my kind. Because if I connect myself to my kind, I will have and harvest in my kind. Are we together, friends? Now, if you, because a lot of us have something, we know who God has made us to be, but we keep putting ourselves in atmospheres and associations that is not after our kind. And so you step into atmospheres that confuse your life. Are you, live, are you with me? Some of us are investing in our own confusion. You invest in places and people that don't look like what God has shown you. And productivity is after kind. Are you together with me? Are you together with me? And so, it is wisdom and it helps you to, 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 um, to redeem time when you find your kind and sow yourself in it. You plant yourself in it. Praise God. So, kind is the very wisdom of, 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 of productivity. It's the basic wisdom of productivity. You need to you need to find your kind. Now let me let me give you another scripture. And maybe that is where I will just stay beat and um, and we'll be good. So I'm talking about kind and I'm talking about this wisdom God has given to us. And this is the very wisdom of productivity. It's also the wisdom of growth. Because plants grow, right? Seeds grow. But you see, they will produce after their kind. So your growth is assured when you find an atmosphere that is your kind. Growth is assured. Don't be, don't be sentimental. If it's not your kind, it's not your kind. Don't be sentimental. Don't, don't be hazardous. Don't live a risky life where, where you put yourself in places that are not what? Your kind. Are you with me, friends? So, speed is assured when you have found your kind. Speed is assured. The reason why many of you are not, don't have speed and you are struggling is that you are in a place that is not you. You are in a place that can't that can grow you. You are in a place that can't produce for you. You engage people. You know, you know some of you date, date strange, that's what it means to, to date a strange woman or a strange man. You know that's what they call demons? A strange spirit. Every strange woman in my life died. Listen. <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep staying in strange atmospheres. Your atmosphere must look like you. The you that God has revealed to you. Your atmosphere must call you forth. You are deceiving yourself if you think you will produce different from your atmosphere. You won't. You won't. 
You won't. So this is it. So if things are looking very stupid in my life, things are not working, but there is one thing I want, the type of life I want, I can see it. It's just like a dot. It's still in the dot form. But every other thing is crazy. All I need to do to myself is to carry myself like that and go to a kind that looks like what I want to be and sow myself inside. After a while, that thing that is the smallest will become the biggest. Are you with me? So your life doesn't look like it. They look like, look, go look for someone whose life looks like something you might want to have. Then go enter it. It will produce. It's automated. Relax. It's automatic. And that's why the story of every great person is linked to the story of another great person. That he, the present great person just saw himself inside. Look for somewhere or someone to enter. If that person has it, you will produce in that kind. It's the law of God. So, where, who are you inside? Be inside someone. Be inside the community. Be in, don't be inside what you don't want. Listen, because if you don't want something and you are inside it, you will turn out like what you are inside. Are you with me? If you keep gathering around crazy people, worthless people, useless people, that is your end. You are not that strong. You, are, you can't be stronger than the law of God. This is the law of God. Say, no, I'm different. I'm not easily influenced. I'm not talking about bees. This is more than influence. You are even hyping yourself. Talking about, I said that we born you again. You are talking about influence. Who is influencing you? You'll be born brand new. Listen, as much as I love God, if I keep visiting T.B. Joshua, Chris Okafor, uh, Jeremiah Fufuye, if I keep visiting them, visiting them, after a while, I'll go and meet Babalao for jazz. No matter how much I love God. Listen, all good preachers that turned heretic, all, not, all ter- not all heretic preachers are heretic, some of them started good, but there is a lust somewhere. Maybe you love money, and the fake guys have money, and you start saying you want to lend the law of money. You want to lend it, but that's not their kind. By the time, after a while, you go and wash your eyes in Ghana. <laughs> it will make sense to you. We know of pastors who stage miracles. Now, we know of pastors who do genuine miracles and staged one. Yeah, the two together. Yeah. Yeah. They are anointed to do the real. They do real miracles and they also do staged one. And if you interview them, they say they want to stir people's feet. Yeah. It's my industry now. You might not know all this. <laughs> Why does you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's my industry. And I'm a young talent. <laughs> I tell you the truth, friends. <laughs> I tell you the truth. If you if you go, you will produce after it's a law of God. Everything, if it's on the air to it will produce after its kind. After it's kind. If you plant yourself anywhere, that kind is what you come you will turn out to be. Put after it's kind. So you have to be intentional in your choice of where you plant yourself. 
You have to be intentional. There are pastors who do real miracles and fake ones together. If you go there, you do it. Are we together, friends? Proverbs 27, verse 17. Popular scripture. Are you blessed this morning? Is God beginning to show you places you need to uproot yourself from? Uproot. Uproot. Very, very fast and and without mercy, without sentiment, uproot. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. As iron sharpens iron, so a man so a man has capacity to sharpen another man. Praise God. And it is as iron sharpens what? Iron. Praise God. Are we together now? A man has the capacity to sharpen the countenance of his word. Of his friend. And that's where you have that mix. Iron sharpening iron. So, you are, the, you are the mercy of your friends. You are at the mercy of your association. Your association is turning you into something. You are at the mercy. Are we together, friend? So, so Dej is at my mercy. And I'm at his mercy also. Are we together here? But so, if I am not sharpened, I should just go look for an iron. Are you together with me? That sharpening is automated if I find my kind. Because it will be iron that will sharpen iron. This is giving me a type of thinking that perhaps greatness and productivity is not as difficult as we think it is. That this is telling me that we can, we can make, life can be easy. That these struggles don't have to remain. That perhaps if I'm humble enough to find an iron. Are we together here? Yes, to find an iron and commit myself and be sub- submitted to an iron, I can be definite of sharpening. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I can be definite of sharpening. But you see, many times, like I said earlier, the challenge is humility. We are not humble enough. You see, because, can I preach to you here? Because there is an attitude. 
There's an attitude. If you want sharpening, there's an attitude. <laughs> Praise God. There's an attitude you carry. If you want to be sharpened, there's an attitude. And if you miss that attitude, you can't get that sharpening. It says, let every, every fruit will produce after its own kind. If you are going to be sown into the ground, there's an attitude of a seed. There is no arrogance with a seed. A seed is subject to the farmer and subject to the soil. Are you with me? You can't be a seed and have the demeanor of a tree. A lot of us are in seed form, but we have the demeanor of what? Of a tree. Because you are told that the tree is in the seed. But it's only you that can see it. None of us can see it yet. And so some of us carry an arrogance that makes it impossible for your potentials to be groomed and to, and to come forth. Are you with me? Yes, Are you with me? Yes, because humility is the father of grace. It's humility that fathers grace. Huh? It's humility that what? Father's grace. Humility goes before grace. It says, I will give grace. But I must first find humility. If there is no humility, there will not be grace. If there is not grace, there will not be greatness. I will give grace to who? To the humble. And I will do the proud. That's what the Bible says. I will resist the proud. I mean, God is saying, I will do, I'm, I will do you. So God is the one doing you if you are a proud person. So if you go and meet a juju man and tell you, you know, there's a spirit doing you, that spirit is the Lord God Almighty. And pride or humility is not only a thing of a heart. It has its manifestation. Because God doesn't just only hate the proud, he also hates the utty. You are proud with your heart and utty with your countenance. Any, any humility that does not show is useless. You can't be humble and you have to swear that you are humble. <laughs> yeah, I swear I'm humble. I swear. No. It should be so obvious you don't need to swear. Humility has a demeanor. Where the demeanor of humility? True humility cannot be mistaken as pride. Are we together here? It resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. You have to learn humility. I'm, I'm Listen, humility will never reduce you at all. You have to embrace humility. <laughs> you need to embrace it to a point where you should even be using it as you should be using it as a tool, self. Even if you, let's say you are not even sincere. Humility is that powerful. It's so, it's so amazing. One thing the humility does for you is that it doesn't get your enemy prepared. Because when you are very humble, even your enemy would take you for granted. Before you know, you have entered the camp and is shocked. 
But some of you are too, you make your, your enemy too prepared because your pride has made everybody ready to deal with you. There is no dot of favor that pride attracts. Pride shuts gates and shuts doors. Both pride and humility are the, are the nicest and most, most obvious perfume you could ever wear. Praise God. So I'm talking about sowing yourself in atmospheres. Are you together with me? Atmosphere. But I tell you, the attitude is humility. The attitude is humility. And begin to tie it up. The attitude is humility. Because what will activate your life? Can I preach here? What will activate your kind? What God has put in you? What will activate it is another man. Is the law of heaven. Is another man. You are not, you are not a, a, a self-made person. It's not part of God's plan. Another man must activate what is inside you. It's the rule of God. Everybody has the story of a man. Everybody, all of us. No, even Jesus had the story of another man. Jesus Christ had the story of a man. If you ask him, how did you succeed in ministry? He will tell you, help me thank John. Help me thank John. Because John had come into prominence before him. John was known. John was, it was John that made everybody's eye on Jesus. And that was his work. Part of John's ministry was to announce the Lord. And, the, and he told us, the Lord told him that whoever you see the spirit come upon in the form of a, of a dove, that is the person, that is the lamb that has come to take away the sins of the world. And it was John who made that announcement that day. Are you together with me? And in fact, the premise of his ministry that God told him was that I, God told him and he told Jesus also. He said, I must decrease while you increase. So, so far John is increasing, Jesus is not going to increase. Are you with me? It was his, in his decreasing that Jesus' ministry rose. And he did, he submitted his ministry for Jesus' ministry to prosper. Are you with me? Because that was the will of God. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have any fight. In fact, most of his Jesus' disciples were John's disciples. They left John and went to meet Jesus that day. When the person you have been following announces. And don't forget, John was so prominent that the Pharisees and Sadducees came to ask him, are you the Christ? You get the point? He had that level of prominence. They didn't ask Elijah if he's the Christ. They didn't ask Elijah. They asked John, are you the Christ? That was how strong his ministry was. If the guy has said, I am the Christ, Jesus is in trouble. <laughs> so he will not be raised. It's me. I'm the one God says, it's me. <laughs> Are you with me, friends? And the man announced that Jesus is the Christ. Glory to God. And then his ministry began to decrease. And Jesus is... In fact, he told Jesus, don't, don't let me baptize you. 
Jesus Christ told him, even though many of us miss that scripture, say, for sake of all righteousness, whenever you don't want to do something, let's just be. It's not like that. That's not what he meant. He says that for, he meant that the righteousness of God will be fulfilled when John baptized Jesus. And John baptized Jesus. John baptized God. Because God was on the earth. And if you come to earth, you must obey the laws of earth. And if it's the law of earth, you need another man. If it's earth, you need man. And if you are going to get man, you need humility. It took a lot of humility for God to be baptized. God was baptized. Look at you. God was baptized. See you. Carrying your shoulder. See you. Rat. Rat like you. Grass cockroach. You can't be baptized. You are too big. God, your Lord was baptized. You need humility. You know what it means to be baptized? That's high level of humility. Somebody has put you inside water. What if better not bring you out? It's a huge risk. In humility, you commit your life to another. It's a huge risk. You don't do it small. See, a lot of you are not humble. I'm not saying outside, though. I'm talking about this church. I'm not saying outside. I'm not about this particular church. A lot of you are not humble. But it's not my problem. It doesn't affect me. Not that I've had you in mind since so, and I'm just saying it to you. <laughs> I'm just preaching. But I'm telling you, when we look at the standard of, a lot of you are not humble, I tell you the truth. A lot of you are not. You don't even know what humility is, a lot of you. The spirit of the age is troubling your brain. I tell you the truth. You think you are something, and you are nothing. I tell you the truth. You need humility for you to have the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You need humility. Huge tone of it. Huge one. Baptized into another person's water. I, I, read, I read it to you guys severally about four times. The letter of Paul to, Tim, to Philemon. I've read to you severally. Go and read that letter. You understand what humility is. Paul had the effrontery to tell Philemon that you owe me your life. If somebody tells you that, you will say the person is acting like God. The person get that. <laughs> Paul told Philemon, you owe me your life. Let's read it again. Because if I just teach you about kind, and I don't tell you how to step in, and it's only one way I'm teaching, no two ways, it's humility. Complete Humility. Not small, small, all this, all this humility that you are measuring. It's not small humility, you are measuring it. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our beloved friend, and fellow laborer, to beloved Apia, Akipos, our fellow soldier, to the church in your house, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of you always in my prayers, the end of your love and faith, which you have towards the Lord Jesus and to all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing. 
which is in you in Christ Jesus. We have great joy and consolation in your love because the heart of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to command you what is fitting, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you. Did you hear that? Yes, sir. You hear that? He says, I might be very, though I might be very bold in what? In Christ. To do what? To command you. You, who can command you? To command you. What is fitting? Yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you. So it's not like it's not like that appeal is the big. He chose to appeal you because that command is in Christ also. Buffalo, let me let me appeal to you. Being such as one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I am sending him back. You therefore receiving receive him. That is my own heart. Whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf in my minister to me. You understand? In my chains. That is to say, actually, you are meant to be the one that is here. So understand that Onesimus that is here, you should be thanking him. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. That your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntarily. Might not be by compulsion, how? As it were. You know the meaning of as it were. Yes, sir. Because it's, it's meant to be by compulsion. You need to understand the, the texture of this letter. This letter is full of sarcasm. We will tell you, I want to command you, but I will appeal to you. It's, everything is telling Yana in brain. That's the Yana in brain. Borrow yourself, brain. That's this letter for you. Let's read. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose that he might receive, you might receive him forever. No longer as a slave. So Onesimus was Philemon's slave. But I think he stole something or whatever. He left, or he left Philemon and later Paul got him saved. He started serving Paul. No longer a slave but more than a slave, a, a beloved brother. Especially to me. But how much more to you both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. Or if he has wronged you or owes you anything. Like if he owes you money, if he wronged you, put it on my account. I, Paul. You understand? You understand? Yes. Say, I, Paul. If somebody told you, I, Paul, you say he's proud. You don't know anything. I, Paul, I'm writing with my own hand. That. I wrote this letter by myself. <laughs> threats were in this. I love this. It's full of threats. I pour a letter. My, uh, I will repay. See, oh, he says if he owes you anything, money or anything, I will repay. And as he say, not to mention to you that you owe me. <laughs> you see, letter. Not to mention that you owe me. Even yourself. And I, I'm the one that owns you. Yes, brother. Let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. Having confidence in your obedience. Confidence in your obedience. I lie to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. 
you will do more than I say. But meanwhile, also prepare a guest room for me. Prepare a guest room for me, for I trust that through your prayers, it means start praying that I come. Don't just prepare a guest room for me. The day you prepare that guest room, start praying that I'm released. Because Paul was in chains. Start praying that I shall be granted to you. Uh, a preference, my fellow Christ, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus greets you as do Mark. Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, my fellow laborers, they all know about this letter. <laughs> they all know about this letter. <laughs> the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ build your spirit. Amen. That's it. <laughs> no, what do you do? I had <laughs> They made you feel you have an option, but they made you know you don't have. This is Christianity. Yes, sir. The reason many of us do not really enjoy the blessings and the grace of this faith is that we don't enter at the level that we're meant to enter. We enter and we keep common sense intact. And God can bless you that way. You have to step in fully. Kind is the wisdom of God to foster productivity. If you can sow yourself rightly to the right atmosphere, right people, and do it with all humility, you will prosper. And you are a giver of life, and others have life to give you. And you can access it through wisdom. And the wisdom is humility. And let God give you a humble heart. God bless you. Thank you.